What's up, guys? What's going on, man? I'm back. It's Paul. This is Pauline Theology's Daily Devotional. And let's continue on our journey through Judges. Now we are on uh, the first major, well, I guess actually, technically it's the second major story. uh, Because Ehud was pretty defined in its character of what's going on. But Deborah is, is even more. So let's go on and jump into it, man. But before we do, we always got to start out with what we're going to, how we're going to talk about the scriptures, because it's important to understand how to read the scriptures. That's one thing that I want to do here as we're doing these uh, daily devotionals is first to read, because that's awesome. We got to read the scriptures. That's how we grow in Christ. That's how we know more about who God is, about ourselves, and about the world. And so we want to do that first and foremost. But as we read, we want to look at or, um, you know, take insights and peek into certain things. And the first thing is um, what is actually going on in the story. You can't really understand it if you don't know what's going on. So what's going on in the story? Second thing is uh, what is the story portraying about God's character, who he is? And then uh, next is is what is the story portraying about the character of humanity, whether it's a Christian view, uh, uh a pagan view like of the lost or of both of man in general and then finally we want to see how we can apply those things to our lives so let's go on get into it Rome judges chapter 4 verse 1 and it says and the people of israel again did what was evil in the sight of the lord after ehud died and the lord sold them into the hand of jabin king of canaan who reigned in hazar the commander of his armies was sisera who lived in horasheth hagoim then the people of Israel cried out to the Lord for help, and for he had 900 chariots of iron, and he oppressed the people of Israel cruelly for 20 years. Now Deborah, a prophetess, the wife of Lapidoth, was judging Israel at the time. She used to sit under the palm of Deborah between Ramoth and Bethel in the hill country of Ephraim. And the people of Israel came up to her for judgment. She sent and summoned Barak, the son of Abinoam from Kadesh Naphtali, and said to him, has not the Lord, the God of Israel, commanded you, go gather your men at Mount Tabor, taking 10,000 from the people of Naphtali and the people of Zebulun? And I will draw out Sisera, the general of Jabin's army, to meet you by the river of Kishon with his chariots and his troops, and I will give him into your hand. And Barak said to her, If you will go with me, I will go. But if you not go with me, I will not go. And she said, I will surely go with you. Nevertheless, the road on which you are going will not lead to your glory, for the Lord will sell Sisera into the hands of a woman. Then Deborah arose and went with Barak to Kadesh, and Barak called out Zebulun and Naphtali to Kadesh, and 10,000 men went up at his heels, and Deborah went up with him. So uh, the first question is, what's going on, man? And we see the pattern again. This is the standard pattern, the judges cycle is what people call it, that is uh, happening. Again, after Ehud died, we see that the people start to serve other gods start to worship other gods they are turning away from Yahweh their Lord and uh, because of that God being angry he turns them over to the hands of uh, an oppressor and this time it is um, Jabin and Sisera and so uh, they are being oppressed by these people for 20 years uh, it's is this one it gives a little a specific example, says 900 chariots of iron, because that, that means that the way they are oppressing them is a serious bit of detail. Uh, 
Like, um, this is not something that the Israelites have. They don't have chariots. So if they are to overcome this situation, it is by God alone that they will overcome this situation. Because 900 chariots, man, they can't defeat 900 chariots. That's talking about, like, tank warfare against, like, just regular old soldiers, man, you know. That, that's going to be a, a hard bit to be able to overcome. Anyway, as we continue, it says that uh, there was a, a lady, Deborah, who was a prophetess, man. And she's the one who is um, the main character, her and a guy named Barak. And so she calls out Barak. The thing is, we don't hear anything about it, but we know this has happened because she says, did not the Lord already tell you? So when the people were crying out for um help the lord rose up a savior and usually we see that in the text like the first two times it says that god uh, brought up a savior god called up a judge god raised up a, a a person a deliverer but it doesn't say that on this one which is unique it's because he called barack to do what he's supposed to do but he didn't do it he was scared and it's probably because of the 900 chariots it's probably because they had so many uh nagam chariots that no matter what I mean, they, they didn't think they were going to win, you know, lack of trust in God. But Deborah says, she said, didn't God call you to go up and take 10,000 men from Naphtali and Zeblin? And then that God himself was going to draw out Sisera and he was going to give Sisera into your hands. He's like, didn't, didn't he say that? And then he was like, I, since Deborah is a prophet, a prophetess, Brock's like, if you go with me, I'll go. But if you don't, I won't. There's something to be said about that, that you, you would uh, go up and follow the the prophetess or the priest or the, you know, the, the leader is, is, is who you want to follow. But it's another thing to say that you won't do what the Lord has called you to do. But after he does that, she says, because you didn't just go up and do what God said, you will not get the victory. You will not get the glory. You will not get the fame. A woman will. And we all know who that woman is, right? That'll be next week. We ain't going to talk about her. I mean, I'm sorry. That'll be uh, tomorrow. We won't talk about that uh, today. But that's what happened. So what uh, can we see about God's character in this? Well, we can obviously see the grace of God, okay? That's the big thing. Uh, the whole theme of this book is the grace of God. And we can see it here in the fact that this is the second time or the third time Ooh, it's hard. It's hard. We're losing count, huh? All the times that they're turning from God right after the person who delivered them dies. They are turning from God. So, again, they do whatever they want to do rather than doing what uh, uh, serving God. And then they cry out to God, the foxhole prayers we said, that they are like, ah, help us, God, because we're under oppression and we need help. But God still listens. He knows their hearts. He knows that as soon as he delivers them and the person that he puts in place, institutes, dies, they're just going to turn away from him again. He knows this, yet he still does this anyway. He still releases them from oppression anyway because he hears the cries of his people. He has compassion upon them because he loves them, and then he goes out to save them. That is what the character of God has displayed in this, is that he is a loving, a gracious and compassionate God that cares about the welfare of his people. Um, it also says that he directs people what to do. He tells people what to do. 
He uh, gives us direction if only we would listen. He gives us direction. He did that for Brock. He told him to go do this, and he didn't. So God gives us direction. He's a a purposeful God. That means that he uh, has a purpose and a desire for us to do certain things to achieve his glory. Now, what's so amazing is that God will share his glory in the fact that Barak was supposed to receive renown for the salvation of Israel. Obviously, it would be because of God, but he would have received renown. But because he doesn't listen, he doesn't receive it. What's this say about man? Well, it says that we are hard-headed. We don't listen. We don't uh, do what God has called us to do. Uh, I also think that it talks about how we are unfaithful and that we don't trust in God the way that we should. It's a surprise because Barack knows the history. He's already, he's not, He's. I wouldn't think that he would be unawares of the fact that Ehud was raised up and destroyed the king. I don't think he'd be unawares of Othniel being raised up. I don't think he's unawares of the way in which they come into the country, the way that they even possess the land that they have, how they left Egypt. I don't think he's unawares about any of these things. So it's just a lack of trust and a lack of faith in God. And that's, it seems to be typical of uh, humanity. It's typical of a Christian Barak's in the people of Israel. So I think that kind of refers to us as Christians that we don't trust God fully. And that's one thing I want to do is to help us to trust God by reading these scriptures. We see his character. We see his faithfulness. We see his compassion. We see his grace. And therefore, because we see it often enough and we see it in our own lives, that we would begin to trust him more. And so what can we take uh, from this? First off, man, that we need to recognize God's character, his graciousness, his goodness. And we need to remember all of the things he's done for us, like his salvation, which he saved us from. The way that he, in now in this context, the way that he gave his son for us so that we might live. But just remembering those things and then trusting in them, grabbing hold of them, because he does those things. But also I think finally is that we should remember his grace that even if we fail in our aspect, that he is still there to deliver us. Because though Barak fails in going originally, he's going to go now and still receive the victory. He might not get the glory, but he's still going to receive the victory. I appreciate you guys for listening, and uh, we'll be back with part two of the Deborah Chronicle. I guess it'd be Deborah and Barack Chronicle. I'll see you guys tomorrow.